This is Talking Points, a public affairs podcast from Lessig and Camber Communications, presenting issues and ideas that are impacting Ohio and other regions of the country. Okay, welcome to Talking Points. This is Mark Rickle with Lessig Camper Communications. I'm joined today by Pat Poole, Executive Director and Founder of Families for a Cure, a nonprofit organization that works to raise funds to support cancer research and patient care programs throughout Central Ohio. Uh, what I found interesting about this organization and why I got involved personally in the effort is its approach. By comparison to other nonprofits that work in the community, Families for a Cure is a small organization However, the partnerships and relationships with local businesses and and the families in the community run deep, and the difference the organization makes is pretty impressive. Uh, Families for a Cure hosts events and experiences throughout the year that bring friends and families in the community together socially to raise awareness and funds to support those cancer patient programs. Pat himself often ends a call or signs an email with two words, have fun. In the process of having fun, his organization with the board of fewer than a dozen people has raised more than $1.5 million since its creation in 2009. Welcome to our podcast, Pat. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate you having me. Well, so like from the beginning, let's tell us about what brought the creation of Families for the Cure. What's the inspiration behind the organization? It's an interesting question. And the answer to that quite simply is, Uh, I grew up giving back and was raised on a platform of helping others uh, from a very young age. In college, I was a member of a fraternity and we ran uh, philanthropy every year and just got involved with that and really enjoyed the benefits of it. So after I graduated college, I thought, well, I'd like to try and recreate that experience as an adult where we get all my fraternity brothers back. We do some sort of fundraising. Uh, At that point in time, I had no idea what it would be but just wanted to do an event, thought about a golf outing, something like that to, to ultimately raise some money. We held the, event, the first event in 2004 and it wasn't a fundraiser, but it was the beginning of getting everybody together. Kind of in my head, the concept to that thought maybe, but in the first, you know, after five years, we'd have something built up and we could start doing it as a fundraiser. Uh, after the first year I was introduced through one of my fraternity brothers to one of the current board members, Eric Friedman, his parents both had passed away from cancer and so he wanted to start a golf outing and we already had started one there and Rick knew that I wanted to grow it into a fundraiser. So he introduced the two of us together. We started talking about it at that point in time, cancer, you know, Eric's story and his family's story was great. Um, cancer was a good, good cause uh, and we want to support it. So we, we teamed up and started what would also become Families for a Cure. At that point in time, we we're just hosting the golf outing, which is called the Double Bogey Invitational. And so the proceeds from that in the early years went towards or were donated to American Cancer Society. And so that's how the humble beginning began. I would love to say there was a master plan where we knew it was going to be cancer related and, and grew to, uh, to what it is today, but that was that's simply not the case. It was a lot of good, good fortune and good people and just being in the right place to make it happen. So over the years, you've, you've funded dozens of organizations across the central Ohio. Uh, with through through grants, um, you have a kind of a you have a you know a formal program now or a formal uh, uh, approach where you know companies or organizations apply for grants. You talk a little bit about the organizations that have received funding. Yeah, so one of our model is is we're 100% volunteer run. 
And so one of the things that we do, as you've mentioned, is that we partner with other organizations throughout the city and even beyond. We will expand beyond Central Ohio where it makes sense to, to support organizations like St. Jude's where they're providing benefits to, to cancer patients. Uh, but one of the things that we've been really good at is raising money and getting people together to support the cause over time. But we very early on realized that we weren't gonna be a full-time organization where we were hiring employees to, to administer them. So we went to a partnership model where we are giving donor designated grants to organizations that are delivering the end benefit to cancer patients or families or some sort of experience that benefits all those, as well as research. And so every year we set out, we, we put out an application into the um, Central Ohio Charities there and ask them to apply for grants and give us background of their organizations, what they're doing and the needs that they have coming into the, the current year. We'll then invite them in for an interview. And we like to think it's kind of like a Shark Tank pitch. It's not as not as uh, cutthroat maybe as some of the episodes you see on Shark Tank, but it's it gets a little more fun, gets us involved, allows us to interact with the organizations and really ask them questions so that we as the organization know if we're giving a grant, who we're giving it to, the value that it's gonna bring and how they're gonna use that because we restrict those grants so that they can't be used for administrative costs. That's not what we're, we're here to fund. And so it's very important that we as fiduciaries of the board and the money there make sure that we're giving it to, to great organizations who are gonna use it for the purposes that we see fit and match up to why we exist, which is funding cancer research and patient care experiences and programs. And so uh, every year in the beginning of the year, so uh, February will be next month there, we'll start that process there. Or we'll be putting the application out in the marketplace and inviting the organizations in to apply and, and go through that grant process again. So there's another angle to this um, organization as well that's pretty interesting, and that's the experience grants that uh, that uh, Families for a Cure provide. Now, talk a little bit about that. So we created the Allison Orlando Wood Patient Experience Grant in the in around 2015. So I just started to formalize it, and the reason we did that is as we were talking about uh, as we were growing in an organization, one of the things that we struggled with early on was telling our story as to why. And the question we would get is, well, why wouldn't I just give to whatever organization you're giving to? You know, whether it's a kid again or Hope Hollow, I can, you know, I as a donor can give to them directly and, and you know, help them along the way. And so as we got better at telling that story, which the simple answer is, is that your dollar compared, you know, coupled with all the other dollars that we raise has a bigger impact than the $25 or $100 you would give directly to that organization. And so we collectively have been able to go out and support a, a part of each organization's mission. But we created the Allison Orlando Wood Patient Experience Grant because we wanted, we grew to a point where we had more board members and had capacity and had increased the dollars that we were raising and had saved some, where we could start to do small programs where we benefited end cancer patients. So the experience grant is similar to a Make-A-Wish, except it's not as, as grand. We don't have the dollars that Make-A-Wish does. The thought process is, is that we can help an individual or a family uh, do something fun. And what we really do with those dollars is we try and add on to an experience or a vacation that they're already planning to do. So as an example, uh, one of the first grants we, we did was a family went down to Disney. And so we upgraded some of the experiences that they had while there. So we weren't you know, we didn't pay for a $15,000 vacation, but we were able to spend about $4,000 to provide some extras that they wouldn't have done naturally there. That really made a big difference in their overall experience and the time that that family had to spend together. And so we'll, we'll offer that grant up. It's an application process. And some years we've had more applications than others. 
uh, and really just trying to make a difference at the end, you know, working directly with the cancer patient or their family for that experience. That's great. And now we kind of go back to the model of, of, of fun. Um, you know, this is an organization that as long as I've been involved in it, you go to the events and, and it's just been, you see the members of the community, how they've come together. And, and, and it, that's what just for, from my standpoint, it makes it special is whether it's to the toy drive or to, uh, you know, the, the uh, double bogey invitational, it's, you know, you just, it, it's a bringing together the community to support an initiative, but it's also to give people an experience to get together and have a good time. Talk about the importance of that model. Uh, you and I've talked about it a couple of times, but uh, I find that just very interesting, your philosophy on it. So as we've grown over time, we've really tried to expand the events so that we can get the entire community involved uh, to support cancer in one way or another. There's been so many people that we know that have been impacted by it, you know, looking for ways to give back, support, or help the cause. So over the years, we've created multiple events where we've got adult-only events, kid-only events, and family-friendly events throughout there so that we can really get a range of activities, events where we can raise money or do something, you know, from a service-related project to, to then help an organization or cancer patients, doctors, researchers, what, whatever it may be. Uh, and over time, that's really been important to us. That model has, has put us in some interesting positions where we've been called into schools where, you know, a, for example, Weaver Middle School a couple of years back wanted to do a service project. They wanted to have a semester-long project where they're involving the kids in their English class where they're writing about things in art class, they're, they're making projects there. And they came and they offer that up to, to us that we want to do something, how do we do it? And you know, the response was, whatever the kids want to do, we'll do, right? We'll get them involved. And I came back home and said to Shannon, she's like, how are you going to pull that off? I'm like, I don't know, but the kids are really passionate about it. So we're going to find a way to do it. And that's kind of been one of the driving forces there where there's so many connections uh, whether it be direct from somebody whose mom or dad's impacted or a grandparent or a neighbor that just want to do something. And, you know, cancer is a serious, serious illness, right? And so you know, some of the outcomes aren't always positive. And so getting back to the events, one of the things that we try and do is make sure that whatever we're doing is a great experience. You can come together. We are brought together and united through a cause. The cause is cancer. Uh, but the event in and of itself doesn't have to be so serious. And so, you know, you mentioned I, I sign my emails, have fun. If we're not having fun, you know, there's a lot of other things we can do to, to, that aren't fun. And so when we're raising money and getting together for a serious cause, it has to be fun. The experience has to be top notch. People want to come back to it. There's so many options to do things there that we have to differentiate. And that fun factor is really where. The fun factor in the experience, I think, is really where we differentiate whatever it is. The golf outing, the private concerts that we'll host, um, the flapjack 5K, which is a 5K run, and you're rewarded with a pancake breakfast at the end of it. You know, the toy drive meeting with Santa, just having that one-on-one -on -one experience there. There's always something to these events that's going to draw you back and really connect you both to the cause and to the experience. And that's that, that's really our driving force for doing that. Uh, that very well said. And looking ahead you know, what keeps you going? What you and Shannon have been passionate about this for a number of years. Uh, you've got a board, um, very passionate, very, very committed. Where do you go? I think that that is a great question. So the driving force is that the need is there. Uh, the driving force continues to be that we've built a community of followers and supporters 
we call them family members, right? For families for a cure, they're all part of the family. We're united through this disease there. The driving forces is really one of those that the needs are there, the people are there and they wanna be involved. So we need to keep doing what we're doing. You know, it's been, we've been in existence since 2004. So we're, we're approaching on our 19th annual golf outing. We've talked with people in the, the industry that said that 19 years of anything you're doing in a, as a, you know, a small volunteer run nonprofit is huge. And when you come to these events and you see the passion and you hear the stories of the people and why they're there, we can't stop. So the driving force is the people want to support it. We're the mechanism which we can do it. We've grown a family. You just don't quit on your family. And so you keep going forward until there's a reason not to get together. Right. And that reason would be is that cancer is eradicated. And while I think there's a lot of progress towards making, you know, the disease better and finding better cures to it, there's still a huge need. There's still a community that wants to get involved and, and we have a mechanism to do that. So we're looking right now, Mark, to how do we extend our board? How do we, you know, bring in new people in the organization? What's the next, uh, who are the next leaders to take it to the next level? And so we're really going through a fundamental uh, change process right now that we're really concerned about managing right because of all the reasons I just said, we all want this legacy to live on. We all have kids that are teenagers uh, that are on the board. You know, the board members have kids that are teenagers that want to be involved with it. And we want this to be similar like a family business where you extend it on and the possibility to continue from generation to generation is there because everyone on the board has been impacted by cancer, whether it's been directly through a friend, a family member, or a neighbor, that's a passion that unites us and has kept us all together and kept the organization going. Outstanding. Pat, I appreciate your coming on, spending some time with us and talking to us about Families for a Cure. Uh, what's the website address? I, I'll put it on the link on, on the podcast, but why don't you give that to us? Our website is familiesforacure.org. Great. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon, but uh, thanks again. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on today.